G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Friday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB and a sillier package, I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, Mike has something nice to say about Trevor Mallard. I know, this is shocking news. Let's find out what that is shortly. We'll mark the week because guess what? It's Friday. It's what we do. Um, we've done a deal with Amazon. Uh, are there more deals to come? And what's the problem with that? Why don't they want people to know about it? When I say they, I mean the government. And uh, we'll finish up by explaining everything you want to know about cryptocurrency and maybe even the internet. But before any of that, uh, look, it, it wouldn't be a day in this week go by without um, making fun of the train again. Turns out Patrick Reynolds of the NZTA was dead right. Turns out we were all right. Turns out, yet again, the theorists have been caught tripped and trapped in their own spin and ideology, the choo-choo train from Hamilton to almost Auckland before you get on another train to actually get to Auckland, is numerically a bust. Week one, we've got the numbers. They're a disaster. But then weren't they always going to be? Patrick saw it. We knew it. The ideal logs had their fingers in their ears going, la, 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 la. The trains, well, the train sits, uh, seats up to 147, and the stats are out week one. Second day, 21 people were on board. 21 people on the first train of the day, 40 on the second. Uh, Tuesday, it was down to 28 and then 25. One day, back home to Hamilton, there were 12. 12. You think it's making any money on those numbers? No, it isn't. And when it doesn't make money, who pays? Well, those of us who don't take the train, that's who. Russ Rimmington, who for Lord knows what reason has decided from the Regional Council in Hamilton to align himself with this mess, is still defending it. He's the bloke who stood with Michael Wood and Jacinda Ardern on the platform on day one, telling us not to worry about people turning up. They'll give away tickets if they have to. Give them away. Well, Russ, get your ticket book out because of the inaugural week with all the hoopla associated as any sign, it'll be a ghost train within a month. As I've said many, many times, the idea itself isn't actually a bad one, but it's like so many things this government does around delivery, they can't do a proper job. Executing an idea you know isn't going to work is worse than bailing early and pulling the pin and saving us all a fortune. It's the most extraordinary thing we've seen this week. The excuses from Remington and Reynolds were rolled out almost before the train left the station. It's a start-up project, it'll take time, it needs to go faster, it needs to stop more places, it needs to not be two trains, it needs to arrive in actual Auckland, not South Auckland. Yes, 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 and yes. But they knew that. We all knew that. Yet they still piled on in, wasting our money and their time on a service. Week one turned out to be exactly the fiscal hole in the ground any five-year-old could see it was going to be. There's a massive leadership vacuum in this country. No one wants to own anything anymore. Call anything. Wake up to mistakes. Admit mistakes. Prevent mistakes. Stop the ideologues, call the ideologues out. And as a result, we can't build houses, can't do rail, can't do shovel-ready, can't roll out anything to do with COVID. The one thing that got rolled out is a sad train with no one on it, losing money from day one. Can someone who knows what they're doing please stand up? Turns out at the launch party for this train, they gave everybody pictures of birds. And I was thinking, why did the... And of course, it's the Tahuya. It's it's uh, the, the pictures of Huia, the, the birds... And so I'm a bit jealous of that because I was in Huia House at school and I would like one of those pictures. I wouldn't really. And in fact, I'm not even totally sure that I was in Huia and not Riro, but maybe I was. Um, long time ago now, very long time. Hey, Mike wanted to say something nice about Trevor Mallard today. I know, crazy. Congratulations to Trevor Mallard. And geez, it's been a long time since I said that. Uh, but he's had a look at what was going on. Chris Bishop yesterday, huge reaction to Chris Bishop on the program. He he wins, as I mentioned, the uh, the Opposition Poly of the Week award for taking it to the government and putting their feet to the fire. And in select committee and that um, Liz Craig, I mean, as a chairman of a health committee, what a disgrace. What an embarrassment of a politician stalling for time, having the officials explain stuff we already knew so it would eat up time so Bishop couldn't ask any questions. Mind you, Bishop got the question out, the key question out in the end, which was, of course, you know, 
how many people have been vaccinated and uh, how many people have uh, done the testing. And, of course, they didn't have the slightest idea. Anyway, part of Bishop's problem was he wasn't allowed to ask enough questions. Another problem the National Party have had is they want that Epidemic Response Committee set back up. That was the Simon Bridges-led committee before the election that suddenly uh, solicited so much more information as a result of the committee. It was very valuable. But, of course, now that they realise that, the government got embarrassed by that. When the National Party said, let's get this back up, the government blocked it. So the Nats went to Mallard, and Mallard, to his credit, says in the light of the decision not to bring back the committee, and considering what happened at the Health Select Committee, the stalling, our bishop gets an extra four questions in Parliament. So um, Mallard comes to the party. Well done, him. You see, it turns out all you have to do to get on uh, Mike Hosking's good side, doesn't matter if you're Labour, National, Speaker of the House, um, from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low. Just do your job properly, apparently. That's all it takes. Um, now, we, we, we've got to... Um, oh, look, it's Friday. Let's mark the week. Time now to mark the week. little piece of news and current events that's as popular as a security guard at a vaccine centre. Live cows on ships for... I know some city slickers get queasy, but this is an agricultural country and cows pay bills and killing industries is not good for business or Chinese relations. Super Rugby 7, two more teams is good, expansion is good, fingers crossed on quality in the business case though, hope it pays its way. Patrick Reynolds, 6. Because he started well by offering his opinion on the choo-choo train, failed by apologising for what really was just an opinion. Brian Roche, 4. NZTA handed out millions for the choo-choo train, we know it's a bust. Patrick merely said what's true, and it's a sad old world, don't you think, when you get upset when people speak their mind. God forbid we have free speech and opinions in this country. Are the government's weak on COVID? Zero. It really has reached the point of despair, has it not? So much ineptitude, so many lies, so much ass covering These guys are shaping up as the worst government on delivery in modern political history. Chris Bishop 8. It's a bit of deja vu, eh? Because I remember all these arguments back in August around this, and they said everything would get better. Polly of the week, and a tangible example of the simple truth that this government is offering up plenty for the opposition if you just want to grab it and run with it. Rumours, three. I mean, aren't we bored to death by the how long does Judith have circus? We've only just got out the other side of the last election. If the Nats really are panicking and plotting this early, they deserve to stay in opposition forever. NZIER, six. Oh, they think we've dodged a recession in the March quarter. Jeez, I hope they're right. Jobs, eight. Well, we've seen the job ads, both sides of the Tasman, they're booming. Virtually every region, every state is growing. Talent and skills and hot demand, it's all good. Skinny jeans. Six. I mean, you've got to have the leg for them. But even a slightly chunky thigh surely beats a flair. A golden point, seven. Both Super Games last week ended with it. I like it. Tangible improvement. You can't always say that about rule changes in rugby. A scrabble in cricket, three. I mean... Both fell into the woke trap this week, changing names and removing words, for goodness sake. I mean, one day we'll realise what a bunch of flighty bandwagoners we really were. Grant's letter to Air New Zealand. One. This is one of the more dangerous aspects of New Zealand right now, and I fear not enough people get this, along with Grant's letter to the Reserve Bank, of course, on housing. Independence is to be treasured. Governments don't know everything, especially this government. Christine Holgate, eight. Australia Post boss booted because the watch is let loose this week and hasn't stopped. What do they say about a woman scorned? Eh? Knitting, seven. Revelation of the week, 30% of the Act caucus knit. And I'm glad Stuart apologised, as I just said. Air New Zealand's military review, seven. I mean, process not staff they blamed in the end, but, I mean, goodness, so paled into insignificance in the end now that we know the astonishing hypocrisy of the government, having bagged the airline, only to find the biggest dealer in military matters with the foreign governments is them. Couldn't approve enough of the stuff and still defending it. Pot, kettle, 
And that's the week copies on the website. Complimentary copies of this, by the way, and indeed last week's editions, are being handed out at airports currently by the National Airline as they weigh you. Um, it's weird the weighing people at the airport thing, isn't it? Like, could they do it in a way that you... I was just thinking, it's not. It's obviously not fair to charge people less because they weigh less or to let them have more luggage because they weigh less. You can have heavier luggage because there's less of you. Could they? Could you submit your weight, though, when you book the flight and then they get in touch with... They, they add it all up, all the people's weights, and then calculate your luggage allowance based on that, like, you know, the, the whole plane's luggage allowance. How would that work? And then you'd still have to... But you still have to weigh when you get to the airport to prove that you are... Come on, let's just leave that there and talk about the Amazon deal instead. I cannot believe... You're having a serious interview with Nash Re Amazon, Mike. Uh, we'll send a team to have a look with no commitment to do anything. Give me an effing break. Chris, don't be don't be too negative about this. Uh, the the film deal has worked. Started under the national government. Key and um, Key and Joyce, of course, expanded under the national government. I'm not a fan of subsidies, but they work. In the film industry, they work. They've been proven to work. The only argument is, is it a race to the bottom? So we're going 25%. What happens if Canada goes 30? What happens if India goes 30 Five, what happens if Ireland goes 40? You see what I'm saying? But for now, it works. We've got the biggest television show ever in this country being filmed in Amazon like us. What's, what's not to like about that? Let's be positive, shall we? Yeah, I think... I suspect the reason the government doesn't want to make too much noise about doing business with Amazon is that they don't actually want people to know that they're doing business with Amazon. In much the same way that they didn't want us to know that they're doing business with dodgy military states. Um, because, you know, lefty liberals don't like the way that Amazon does business. They don't like the thoughts of massive distribution centres um, and, um, you know, delivery drivers that are under so much pressure to meet their um, targets that they have to wee in a bottle or poo in a bag during their shifts um, and not get paid enough. You know, they don't want that for some reason. I can't imagine why. Hey, um, have you ever wondered how cryptocurrency works? How long do you reckon before I don't have to get you on the program to ask a whole lot of these questions because everyone just knows what it's all about. Well, it's a bit like the internet in the early days. It's exactly the same thing. I've got an old clip I play in talks from 94 or 95. It's, uh, what's internet? Can you explain it to me? <laughs> and I think that took, you know, it's really funny when you watch the video. Um, it took probably five, six years, so probably about the same length of time. Good stuff, Alex. Appreciate your insight very much. Alex Sims out of Auckland University. Oh, does, does that mean that we need to cancel the person who was coming on later to explain the internet to you? I think that probably does, actually, because there's too much. My brain will explode. But the, see, the key here, just like with the internet, is just accept it. Don't worry about how it works. It's the same cryptocurrency. Just accept that it works. You don't need to know how it works. It would be like, how does you know, your body work? I can't get out of bed until I know exactly how all of it works. We don't know. It's magic. It's all just magic. As long as somebody does somewhere. It's, it, right? Like, I don't know how I'm recording this for you, how you're getting it at the other end. I don't know how any of that works. But we just love it, don't we? I'm BNZB. That was the rewrap. And we'll do it again on Monday. Except it might not be Mike Hosking. It'll still be a mic. We'll see if we can find another mic to do it for you.